transcending the veil. There's a huge advertisement for mushrooms on Netflix. There's a documentary. Many, uh, actually. There's one fantastic fungi talking about mycelium and mushrooms in general. And then the last part of it is actually about the psilocybin mushrooms with Paul Stamets talking about the benefits and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's another documentary with uh, Michael Poland. Um, I believe that's his uh, last name, where they discuss uh, LSD, they discuss psilocybin mushrooms, but for uh, treating mental illnesses. Yeah. And I like that aspect, especially because it seems to help people that are, for instance, uh, dying with some kind of disease and they need to come to terms with their end of life and it gives them the opportunity to actually become more relaxed about what's going to happen because of the experiences that they get. I like that aspect of it. But I also know uh, that, for instance, uh, we don't hear of these cases, but on ayahuasca, for instance, there are people who go insane after taking the ayahuasca, and we we don't hear about that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of I, I don't know why this is not the case, but uh, perhaps uh, there needs to be some kind of discussion on this topic uh, because it's not just pure bliss. Yeah, I think if you're not ready for these kind of uh, mind expanding experiences. If you, I don't know if let's call it uh, spiritual maturity or maturity in general. I, I don't know what to call it, but if you're not ready for this kind of expansion of the mind and diving into deep corners of your mind that you're not used to looking at, then it can create problems for you. Mm. And we also know uh, that there are people actually working as these uh, integration specialists who themselves have taken extensive amounts of uh, ayahuasca, for instance, and are uh, prepared for these kind of discussions with people who suffer these kind of problems afterwards, right? Uh, I I think it's also fascinating when when you said uh, previously that uh, it's okay to I'm just paraphrasing what you said. It's, it's yeah. okay to take it once, but when you take it, you know, keep taking it. You're not really integrating it into your life. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's what you were touching on is the question of are you ready to actually take it? And for me, it is closely linked with how stable you are mentally right because you need to be very stable mentally to to go on these journeys because yes you you're looking into some very dark corners of yourself um and yeah i think it's so interesting because there there's so many experiences you have in one journey that accounts to 
this entire experience, which is, you know, one part is this very fascinating visual part and this part of getting insights. But the part that I feel is never really discussed is, can you say it is a traumatic experience as well? Because it, it, for me, it, there's always, for me, there's this aspect of, it is not nice what you experience because you for me it f always feels like well people talk about having these insights or whatever what it kind of feels to me is that you are confronted with yourself kind of that you are your eyes are opened towards yourself without any regret like you're not looking away everything of yourself is shown and then you think oh fuck you know because then you realize that all of these other parts are part of me as well and in yeah. your normal consciousness you are in your day-to-day -day life you you ignore certain parts of yourself and on these journeys everything is shown to you and then you think oh fuck I, I need to change a few things so that I find is sort of the traumatic part which you need to be ready for you need to be really ready to be confronted with every single piece of yourself and that I think can trigger some people that are unstable into not very nice experiences afterwards and this is what you were hinting at at these you know cases that is not talked about yeah but i think yeah i i think um i would never advise people to take any kind of substance mind altering substance alone yeah um, even though you might be experienced and you've done it many many times i think it's still well, stuff can happen, right? You might come into uh, childhood memories that you you you've forgotten, or let's say prior to uh, the psychedelic experience, you might have heard a family story that you were not aware of, which entirely changed everything about your belief system, about your parents or your relations, um, and then suddenly that's brought up in, in these kind of uh, sessions and you're not able to process it properly because it's it's so different from your ordinary life. Mm -hmm. And not having anyone there during that experience can make it very traumatic, I believe. Yeah. So this, this is why I like the concept of having a sitter, which, uh, which is, uh, well, who's a person not taking the same amount as... Uh, the explorer, the, the consciousness explorer. So there's always someone there who can take action still in this physical world while still having a foot in the non-physical as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like this because, um, you know, what, what you hear in sort of the scene of plant medicines, like, and, you know, we've got these episodes on, on Netflix right now or these documentaries and there are some 
figures in the scene that say right you, you, every person in this world should take you know ayahuasca or psilocybin wants to have this experience in the world would be a better place um and in parts you would say yeah why not because this is correlated to the experience of people achieving insights to themselves and change for the better right so that is purely linked to sort of this kind of phenomena yeah on the other hand i wonder no because it is such a not understood area that we have right now where honestly we don't have a fucking clue what is going on right we we have this like probably most dominant th from the uh, 60s in the US where there was a lot of use of plant medicine and then it was you know banned and now it is sort of having sort of a, a second era where it, where it is now coming into the western world again and you know that is one aspect that there is certainly sort of this aspect of novelty and people want to under ah oh, you know it's it's a bit trendy right now and people want to do these experiences and so this is one aspect and obviously what's intriguing is that throughout human history we keep on finding hints of sort of plant medicine or substances at ancient sites which is also interesting right i we, yeah. we obviously people jump to conclusions but let's say it is interesting that we find them at ancient sites okay no idea yeah, what they did and that obviously lets people jump to the conclusion because you have these insights or experiences beyond your six senses right where, where you talk about connection to something else right let's let's keep it open to something else which you usually are not so open to mm -hmm. and that obviously is interesting for all the people that are quite prominent about um moting, uh, motivating people to take it um yet i find it interesting is what you say is yeah you should never do it alone because you haven't got a fucking clue what comes up in this experience um and also for me it's like because obviously i sometimes talk about with people about this and always that point comes up is no i would never advise anyone to take it so it is it comes sometimes to that point of like when people are really stuck in their life and you feel like right it could be an eye-opener for them then one can talk about this topic but in general i i for some interesting reasons and this is kind of what i'd like to explore with you is i always come to that conclusion i wouldn't advise anyone to take it yet you know we we now talked about already about this like five minutes which sounds probably a bit more positive why not take it because you can have these experiences but for me and this is kind of lingering with me this feeling for the past months and also over the year is kind of I wouldn't take it again I and it's not really needed because there's in, in a certain way an uneasy feeling about it and I can't quite pinpoint what it is because in, in parts of me being the analytical person 
I want to understand what the fuck does actually happen in your body, right? There, yeah. there's, there, for me, it's interesting, you know, ayahuasca, okay, we talk about DMT, and yes, there starts to be an understanding the body is producing DMT and is linked to certain, let's say, organs or parts in the body, which have in itself an interesting mechanism for us humans or linked to certain experiences. So you start to see some analogies and possible arguments why, why this could be um, a helping guide towards certain things. But then you have all, all the other plant medicines which do not use DMT but other compounds, chemical comp compounds. But at the bottom line, line of a very similar experience, right? So it is not triggering the body to have a certain chemical reaction, but a different chemical reaction. And but at the bottom line, you can also say, yeah, it is also a, a visual experience. You also have insights, but on, on a chemical level, something totally different ha happens in your body. And it's it, all of these substances are thrown into one bucket. So I wonder, just purely on a physical, chemical level, what does actually happen with the body? And, you know, you also have these um, experiences that are not so nice. Um, you, you have these sort of where, in the beginning where we said, right, you, you're confronted with every single piece of yourself and parts of that sometimes is not so nice because it is overlooked in your daily life. So it is sometimes a bit of a shock to yourself and is very tricky to accept, no, this is me as well. Mm. I, I'm just not sort of, it's not so dominant in my consciousness, but it is part of me and maybe other people perceive that, just not me. So it's a very, it's kind of, kind of, you, you're really, something really gets gets thrown in your face, which is very tricky and you need to be capable to deal with that. And it is, in a sense, I would say traumatic, right? So it's yeah, a very yeah. traumatic experience what you go through, um, paired with these positive sort of visual experiences. Um, so in, in one sense, I would ask, why is that trauma induced? And is it is it a chemical shock to the body? Is it do we actually poison the body for a sentence, uh, uh, for for a so short time period? And you know, on the positive argument, we talk about neuroplasticity, and they say, oh, it's fantastic. You know, we know that due to neuroplasticity, which is sounds very modern and positive, you can change your thought patterns and so on. So it's good. But is it really good? Because there are also also these cases which are not going so well, right? Where people have yeah, bad sure. experiences and can't come out of them. So yeah. neuroplasticity also goes into both ways, essentially. Yeah. Um, a little twist here, because um, I remember when I talked to a, a good friend about ayahuasca, perhaps 10 years ago when I met him the first time, and he was very much into ayahuasca back then, and he went to Brazil and went into the Santo Daima church, and 
even got initiated and got got this little star indicating that he is I don't know if the right word is fredado, which is equivalent to a priest, giving them giving these kind of uh, uh, persons uh, access to uh, their kind of medicine, which is the ayahuasca or the the daime. And he's very philosophical, as I am sometimes, and he started saying, well, actually, what happens is that ayahuasca. Uh, and you can uh, do this uh, correlation with other uh, medicines as well, is already present in you because you are the creator. It is just activating something that is already there in you, mm-hmm. like psilocybin mushrooms, the psilocybin uh, chemical compound, and all the different alkaloids that are there that give you this experience um, is already there in your system. You are, you are everything. You are a spiritual being. You are a being of energy, just having a human form, right? Mm-hmm. So what actually happens, because uh, if we look at, let's take a mushroom. Now we know the shape of a mushroom with the cap and the stem. And that is a physical representation of something. It's a, you know, this mushroom has grown into this particular shape because of a template, a blueprint, right? And that blueprint comes from somewhere, just as our human body comes from somewhere. The shape of it comes from somewhere. So there is, let's call it a large intelligence that has created these things. <coughs> and when you mention, um, let's say, um, when archaeologists do these excavations of old tombs and they find cannabis in in their in, in, in those graves do we we automatically think well since they did it it should be good for us right because <laughs> it cannot harm us but we don't know if they actually overdosed on on the stuff that is in the grave with them right we don't know the story of it yeah but hang on overdosing is is that applicable to plant medicine with the psilocybin mushrooms and ayahuasca, I know for sure it is not. Hmm. Because there are studies with uh, psilocybin and mice uh, where they have given huge amount, amounts of uh, psilocin, I think is the right chemical word for it, to mice and have found out that, that even though they get a huge dose way beyond their weight, hmm. they don't die. That was interesting. Okay. So there is there is a, a, a scientific term called LD50, which is a lethal dose LD. Oh yeah, and it's, fifth, it's explained in one of those Netflix documentaries, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> so essentially, uh, tobacco, alcohol is much more lethal in that way, in that sense, mm-hmm. than these mushrooms are, for instance. Yeah. But then again, these kind of experiences can't be traumatic and can't change the way that you lead your life afterwards, because if you cannot process what's happening, uh, I've, I've had experiences, not myself, but I've witnessed people that actually, after taking psilocybin mushrooms, they get problems with their liver. And so the um, the experience during the uh, psilocybin 
ceremony is uh, becomes traumatic because they're in so so much pain in their body uh, because of the liver not really being able to process these kind of let's call them toxins that mm. the body's not used to. Yeah. But I want to get back to the blueprint again because we're talking about something that is physical, right? We live in a physical world, but we know that everything physical comes from blueprint somewhere. Mm-hmm. Imagination, creativity, you know, even the, the small mushrooms come from some kind of intelligence. And this is what the shamans uh, or curanderos also refer to as higher intelligence, that when we take these kind of medicines or uh, entheogens, psychedelics, there is some kind of intelligence behind it. Either it's ourselves, um, because we are multidimensional, mm-hmm. so we are just tapping into something that is greater than us, that we as humans don't understand because our minds are narrowed, uh, or it's actually something outside of us. Yeah, and this is something I'd like to explore because I was wondering about this, because you talk about you talk about an entity, or, um, you know, ayahuasca is sometimes referred to as Pachamama, right? Um, and you're talking about the spirit of ayahuasca that you meet. And you also do that by, uh, for, or for psilocybin, right? That you meeting the plant medicine or the, the spirit of, of psilocybin. And for ayahuasca, I cannot really confirm, but at least for psilocybin, I felt like, right, I, I'm, I'm getting introduced to this very funny spirit, which is had in sort of a, yeah, it's a presence, a um, an identity in itself that presented itself to me in a, in a very humorous way, and I, and I wonder, right, do I perceive that as a spirit or this entity, because I was led to believe it is a pl- it is that mushroom spirit, or is it actually a spirit that is presenting to itself to me? Or is it just my mind accepting or wanting to have this experience of another entity? That that is one aspect I, I yeah I keep on wondering about if it is just something sort of an entity we make up as human mm-hmm. beings, and in the in the end it is just you know an experience that we have and we associate that with sort of a made up entity. Mm. But it is in the end just our own emotion that we experience, right? Yeah. So I, I wonder about this. How much our mind made up this entire story? And the other part which I find interesting, you know, in homeopathy, we have the medicine there, which is essentially diluted plant extracts, right? It is mm. diluted plants in you know these um d6 d3 levels so very minute amounts and the idea is essentially that you don't need to take in a certain plant to heal yourself but you only need to take in the information in that plant absorb it and then the information will start working your body which goes again in that direction of what you may say about right 
they, there's a consciousness behind this, you know, there's a blueprint behind it, why this mushroom was created and so on. Um, and I wonder, can, can we apply that thought process with um, mushrooms as well? With um, right? we, we talk about microdosing, for example. So you take in, it's actually huge amounts. It is not that homeopathy, tiny amounts, right? It's not that diluted. Um, but is that something that, that, is that an analogy we can draw? And then about this entire other area of mushrooms, which is fascinating, is that, right, we, we have animals, essentially, that breathe out oxygen, uh, sorry, <laughs> breathe in carbon oxygen dioxide. and, yeah. yeah, and breathe out carbon dioxide. And then we have plants that actually breathe in carbon dioxide and they need carbon dioxide to live and produce oxygen. And then we have this other section, which is called mushrooms, and they breathe out carbon dioxide. Right? Well, that part I'm not sure of. But from what I've seen in documentaries, uh, and now I'm referring to the documentary called Fantastic Fungi, where they they pose the theory that the mycelium in the ground is everywhere. And uh, that is used as a network for uh, transporting uh, carbon dioxide from one plant to another. If, if, they, if there's need somewhere, they're going to transport it through their network. Oh, fuck. Do I need to read up on this? I may have twisted my facts there. I'm now get, uh, un unsure about this. But what I at least find fascinating about mushrooms that there are a so source of protein as well right mm -hmm. which is fascinating and then you have this entire section of right in tcm they're used as as healing mushrooms as well and yeah. then you know and we have them as normal sort of source of uh, of a meal in sort of in our western world as well right mm. uh, and then we go as far as having Medic, uh, plant medicine in yeah in tiny amounts so it is mushrooms are interesting in a sense right they have a such diverse sort of impact on on this planet and human beings and the and mushrooms or what what we refer to as mushrooms is only sort of the tip of the iceberg right because it is actually the mycelium this vast network underground where we talk about um yeah, the biggest plants on Earth are actually mushrooms, right? We we have, there are some mushrooms known to be bigger than a state in the U.S., mm. right? And yep. also other I've parts of this, well. yeah, and also other parts of this world, because they are just networked underground so much. And then here and there, a few bits and pieces come up, and this is what we eat. It's, it's so, so bizarre that the mushroom that we're talking about is not the mushroom that we see, but the network underneath, actually, which yeah, is yeah. the mycelium. Um, I want to throw in another topic, because it's is an episode I've shared with you recently. Um, it is done by Anthony William, and he f refers to himself as the medical medium. And why I find this interesting is that he has no medical education 
right? Mm -hmm. But he apparently hears a voice outside his ear that tells him information. And this is essentially what he is now promoting in his books. And he has, in some sense, a huge following around this world. And underlying, you could essentially say, is the body is a fantastic machine and you can heal yourself by eating the right things, right? And you can cure diseases and everything. And it's fantastic what he writes in his books, but I also met now personally people that have used his way of eating and they've cured many things, which then is, oh, fuck, no, is kind of that works mm -hmm. and tried it myself as well and so on. So I found it interesting when such a person talks about mushrooms as well. And he is a very critical view where he essentially says, well, we haven't got a fucking clue what this is. Yeah. Um, and it might be poison, actually. Um, so how do you perceive that? Because it, it feels like it touches on similar topics that we just talked about. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I remember listening to it and I really liked that he takes a very um, critical, critical standpoint on, on uh, the whole plant medicine interest, uh, where he says that we don't know what the effects of this so-called plant medicine is. And, and um, he, this particular episode where he talks about uh, microdosing, I think his main focus is actually on the words that we use to describe these things. Kind of, uh, yeah, it's okay to use it because it's plant medicine. Oh yeah, good that you bring that up. I forgot about it. Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. So it makes it more normal, right? Yeah, normal and more, um, let's call it, uh, it's okay to do it because it's plant medicine, you know, plants can hurt us, right? Yeah, it's a very positive connotation to this topic. Yeah, and he's very critical about the words that we use uh, about this. Even he goes into the details about the word dose, where he says that, you know, we can overdose a dosage, a, a dose, get, getting a medical dose of something. So he goes into these kind of uh, word associations that because we use them in, in a context which is, let's call it the more spiritual or more mind-altering uh, situations, we, we kind of accept it. But where he actually takes a step back and says, this is a dose, this is, this is not something that might be good for you. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like that critical view. His, um, the, the more medical aspects of um, what he says, I don't know enough about to actually come with my own opinion uh, about this, other than I find it fascinating that he's very, um, he's very active, he's very, um, he takes a stand at least on, on the, the concept of this microdosing uh, plant medicines. And I like that. I like that, that critical voice and not just, yeah, everyone should do it. Everyone should just have this kind of experience and their life would be so much better. Mm. So I like this kind of uh, performance. Yes, I think that's a, that is a very important aspect that we're currently missing because through Netflix and through it being a very hip 
topic right now. It seems to be the in thing to do. Um, there is sort of, we have this, this gap between officially it is not allowed to be done, it is illegal. And unofficially, we start to have this huge culture of, oh, everyone wants to have this experience and it is positive and, you know, it can change your life in a positive way and you have this interesting experience and so on. But yet we don't have a very conscious, open, critical discussion about this, right? What, what are, because it feels like either it is illegal and, you know, it's bad for you or it is very positive, but there's no neutral discussion because everyone shies away from the critical topics of this thing, right? To, to critically discuss because then it feels like, oh no, I'm going in this direction that it is illegal. But no, let's, let's just ignore the legality of this entire topic and let's just have an open discussion, right? There might be positive things which are explored at universities and clinics uh, in regards to depression and so on and then there is this huge culture of let's call it underground we we take mushrooms and have this experience and find ourselves and you know the spiritual seekers and all of that um but that yet we haven't got a fucking clue what it does with us right so yeah. um that is for me very interesting that he put himself out there um, and actually says, no, hang on, I, I, I don't, you know, he obviously promo promotes his approach of saying, right, there's, you know, there are vegetables and fruits and you can heal yourself with a very healthy way of eating, which, okay, fair enough. That is, you know, his spe speciality, fair enough, all right. But at least for me, it kind of opened the door. No, hang on, let's, we should have a very neutral discussion about this where, this voice can be heard and other voices as well. And that, that should be a discussion to be had right now in our society. Um, unfortunately, we are not ready for that because of the legality of that. But I think that, that is something very interesting that, that should be done right now. Because in the end, you know, both of us, we always conclude to the fact we wouldn't advise to take this to anyone, right? So which always then, because I think for me, definitely, I want to understand what, what is actually happening to our body, right? It, is there like, is it poison in our body? And that is why we have these very interesting experiences in our body from feeling cold to hot to, you know, every time it is different. And then in the mental state is always so complex what we experience, um, which always gets me to the point, oh, fuck, I, I wouldn't advise it. I want, don't want to take it again. Um, and I don't need this in my life because yes, you, you just, what you experience is just yourself and you can get there through other means, right? Through other, yeah. right? Meditation, consciousness uh, being, you know, very aware of yourself, mindfulness, and that what you realize is you never experience something new. It is just something yourself already that you have noticed in other areas already or through other means. Yeah, um, I like to get back to the uh, maturity level of people doing this. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you and I are very analytical. We, that, that's our, we try to understand the world from our minds. There are people that, that have to have these experiences um, because they trust, they trust the spirit world, they, they trust the non-physical world. 
in such a degree that they don't think much about these kind of um, experiences. Mm-hmm. And I find that, let's call it um, opposite, quite uh, intriguing as well, because I, for myself, although I have experience with psychedelics for over a decade, still I, I can question, well, what, what am I actually experiencing? Is it outside of me? Is it part of me? Uh, and we touch upon trauma as well. But other people might just say, this is an assumption, uh, basically. Um, uh, there's this uh, Mexican woman that introduced mushrooms to uh, the Western society in, I think it was in the 60s or 50s. Um, and uh, that whole town of hers is now become a mecca for these mushrooms um, experiences. And she was not an educated woman. She was like a farmer, a farmer or something. But for her, I believe that was she was just trusting that this kind of guidance from the non-physical world is there and is there to to help us evolve as humans or as spiritual beings having human experiences. We just need to remember that. <clears throat> so I, I believe that this kind of maturity level of people who take this uh, should be assessed prior to taking these kind of uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. So I, I come from an analytical uh, background. My parents were academic. Uh, I love reading books. I like I like theories. I love I love that. That's that's my my way of perceiving the world from my mind, and then going into my heart and trusting even more. But there there are these other ways of perceiving things that where you just trust. You need, you need to have this experience in order to, let's say, change how you live your life. But in the end, as you said, we have no idea. Yeah. This, is, this is also why I want to say again, don't do this alone. Yeah, yeah, you always need a sitter. That's yeah. a set and setting. It's so weird that we need to talk about set and setting, which in itself should already be a warning sign, right? Yeah. Right. Because it is so bizarre that, first of all, one weird thing is that you can't explain what is happening throughout a a, a trip. Right. You you try to explain it, but in the end, it goes beyond your senses, so you can't explain it. Yeah. So that feels like, oh, are you a gatekeeper of this? You know community or experience what why can you not openly talk about it? and i say it's not possible it goes beyond our six senses i can't even comprehend in my current state what i have experienced right i yeah. even have trouble understanding my notes because they made sense then and they are kind of a link towards my experience but i can f- can't fully re-experience that or understand that experience right mm. So, so that is the one weird thing. And then in the, the second part of the sentence, you talk about, oh, it's all about set and setting. And then you think, you know, <laughs> why the fuck are there so many crucial points? And you think, is that a really safe experience? You know, yeah. just, you know, critically thinking about it. Uh, it's jokingly talking about it. 
it is fucking weird that we need to have these setups in order to have these experiences. And then you think, but hang on, all of these signs are actually indications for not a safe experience, right? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, 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 this kind of thing of it. It's a nice way to put it. It's like read, reading those warning signs when you go on a roller coaster on a theme park, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh, that, I, I want to throw in one more information because I extended out into the World Wide Web and I found, yeah, mushrooms, they actually produce carbon dioxide. Right, okay. Yeah, so just want to clarify that fact. You you made me a bit, uh, yeah, uncertain. But no, they actually yeah. produce carbon dioxide. So that, yeah, that, comes, that, that was comes correct. Thing of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's for me. It's, it's interesting because they sit in a very interesting category on this earth, right? On this planet, uh, between animals and between um, plants, right in the center. So that they are in itself interesting. Wow.